and there are hearts that are weak, that need more than just a Christian smile or greeting or some decoration. They need power for strength to carry on and to be renewed and strengthened in faith this Christmas. And that's the message that we carry as God strengthens us by his gospel. We too strengthen as we carry this gospel message. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church, located in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with rock-solid hope in Rim Country. December 20th, 2020. Romans 16, verses 25 to 27. I've been reading this book series with my children for a while now, and in it there's a rabbit princess who has a special tonic, and when she gives that tonic to one of the injured soldier rabbits, they almost magically recover and find strength. Kind of reminds me of another book that I read to them once, dealing with these travelers who received some special bread called lembas from some elves. And just one morsel of that bread would give them strength for a whole day's journey. People are always looking for special food or drinks that can give them special strength and energy. The healthiest craze or the healthiest energy drink. Sports drinks, energy drinks, and energy bars are still growing in popularity, it seems, year after year. And those who hike on trails will be ever eager to share with you what special product they've found off the shelf which will help them on their hikes. Well, there's a food available for us which gives us strength. And it's not something out of fairy tales or from fancy marketing. It's something which strengthens us for our Christian life and faith. And it's from our God. This morning we continue our series, God Prepares Us for His Coming, as we look at how God strengthens us in faith and prepares us as we hold on in faith until He comes again. We'll look at how Paul mentions a strengthening in the book of Romans as we look at the closing portion, the final words of his letter to the Roman Christians. And there we'll see how God prepares us with his gospel, he strengthens. At the closing section of the book of Romans, we see one of the longest lists of believers in all the New Testament letters. Paul mentions various names in a very diverse group of believers. He mentions people like Phoebe, who were a great help to him, and he wants the church to welcome her. And there are other women like Mary and the others who worked hard in the Lord. Paul mentions people like Aquila and Priscilla, who served to the point where they even risked their lives to help Paul. And the name of listing goes on as Paul mentions men like Rufus and Rufus's mother, who was like a mother to Paul. Men and women are mentioned of various backgrounds. They have names that come from Greek backgrounds and names that come from Jewish backgrounds. It's a very diverse group gathered in Rome. Paul even mentions some of his own relatives and a man who was a high official serving in the city of Rome. The picture and the point is pretty clear as you read through this letter that Paul wants the church to greet one another, to strengthen and support each other, to welcome each other. And it's a very diverse group. But diversity in people and culture is good. That's something that should be celebrated. 
not diversity in teaching. So Paul has to tell them, after he lists all the people that they are to welcome and to greet in this diverse congregation of believers, to watch out for diversity of teaching. And he says, watch out for those who teach contrary to what you've learned. Paul knows that Satan will soon be crushed as the God of peace himself crushes Satan for them. But until Christ comes again, they need to hold on under Satan's attacks. And they need to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. It's the same today, isn't it? The, the church around the world is diverse. Christians will be greeting one another day after day by the billions in this world. And it's not just here that you're going to hear Christmas songs and carols being sung. It's around the world this Christmas. You'll have believers everywhere, diverse backgrounds, cultures, men and women all around the world coming together in Christ's name. But still, there is danger in diversity in teaching. Not every Christmas song builds up in faith. Not every Christmas gathering and preaching will be focused on what is necessary for strengthening. Satan knows that he can divide the church. He would seek to make the Christians gathered in ancient Rome weak as they spread out. That's why Paul wrote his letter. He knows that the devil tries to divide God's church with false teaching, and the devil will leave us weak and scattered as we find not just diversity in our background and people, but diversity in teaching. <clears throat> the many house churches in Rome that Paul mentions were good, but not if every house was holding to a different path and a different teaching. And that's why this letter is written. In the closing portion of the letter to the Romans, Paul writes about the strengthening that is needed for God's church. Strengthening which comes from the gospel. God strengthens you with his gospel, his good news. So Paul closes by saying at the final portion of his letter, God is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. Paul knew that the ancient Roman Christians were going to face many attacks and divisions, but God would strengthen them according to the gospel. It is the gospel through which God strengthens us to today. All around the world, the church is brought strength and power by the gospel. It's not found in some story princess tonic or some magic elvish bread. It's found in the good news and the proclamation of Jesus. Yes, uh, you can praise God with a, a hymn and you can find that the, the church is decorated fancy at Christmas and the architecture of the church might be impressive or it might be trendy. But if that architecture and that decoration doesn't point to Christ as the center, it has no power. And yes, the, the preacher might be worldly wise, but if he's not pointing to Christ, his message has no power. And you might find as you gather for Christmas, you're greeted by fellow believers with smiles and a, a preacher who smiles. But unless those people can join with John the Baptist in saying, Christ must become greater, I must become lesser, their presence and their smile has no power. It is the proclamation of Christ and the good news of Jesus that has power 
for strengthening in God's church and for his people. Yes, a, a Christian could find the architecture and they could find it impressive or trendy, but if it points to Christ and it points to him as our savior with the manger, the cross, the empty tomb, that has power when you enter that building. And as you hear the preaching and the message, if the preacher points to Jesus, not himself, he's pointing to the one true source of power. And sure, you could sing all day, here I am to worship, or I love you, Lord, but it won't make you strong for worship and it won't increase your love for your Lord if it's merely singing that. But if it sings along with the angels, hark, the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King, peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled. If your message is focused on that, the one who was born to save us, it has power. Power to do what it did for the Apostle Paul and Timothy and Silas as he sat in prison and Paul and Silas sang to the Lord in midnight in the darkness. And the power of the gospel of Jesus drove away the darkness and strengthened them. And still, as believers sing the message of Jesus and the proclamation of his good news, it has power. Satan knows that if he can diminish the focus on the proclamation of Jesus, he can remove the power that the church holds from God. This world was long lost in darkness, as Paul mentions. The gospel, the mystery, was veiled in long and ages past. As the world rejected the light given to it at creation, it was left weak and helpless, without strength, wandering in darkness. The curse of sin hung over it. But all that changed as God revealed the gospel in ages past. And that gospel message was brought to light in the scriptures and through the proclamation of the prophets. See, the world doesn't find strength in chasing after some special bread or wealth or the power of this world. The world foolishly looks for strength in all the wrong places. Strength isn't found, however, in some special tonic or from, from special bread or food. Strength is found for this world in the power of the gospel. That's what Paul said as he started his letter to the Romans. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. First for the Jews, they who received the word of God and the prophets who carried the scriptures. Then also for the non-Jews who also believe. This power from God was revealed on that dark night as heavenly beings spoke to those shepherds in the darkness as they were watching over their flocks. And they proclaimed that message, Today a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord, the one revealed in the prophecies of Scripture who would come into this world and bring peace. He will, as the message of the angel was given to Mary and to Joseph, he will sit on David's throne and he will rule over this world and bring peace which will never end. And just think of all the strength the shepherds had as they hurried off to find what was spoken to them, the Christ, the proclamation of Jesus, the Son of God who came to be our King. And imagine the strength and boldness the shepherds had as they ran off afterwards to spread the news of what they heard concerning that child. And imagine the strength found by Jesus' first disciples, Philip and Andrew, 
Simon and John, as they heard the message of Christ and they decided to follow him. And in following Christ, they were strengthened as Christ revealed to them that he is the Son of God, long prophesied in Scripture, who is to come into the world, their king. And it might have felt like Satan had crushed Jesus underfoot on that dark night when the disciples saw Jesus die after he had suffered on the cross. But this, too, was good news as Jesus came to reconcile God and men and bring peace by taking upon himself the curse once for all on the cross. And the good news is that he died so that we might live. Jesus, the Son of God, came into the world to offer himself. And that good news was proclaimed to the disciples in all the world as the living Jesus proclaimed forgiveness of sins in his name. And the God of peace, as Paul writes in his letter, God commanded that this message be proclaimed to all nations, even the Gentiles, so that people like Paul were reaching out to the Roman Christians. And Paul had a plan to go from Rome after strengthening them to the ends of the known world and to the very tip of Spain as he would carry the gospel. It would be a hard task. And he would need strength to carry it out. But Paul knew where to find that strength. It was the gospel proclaimed, long veiled in ages past, but revealed in the Holy Scriptures, a gospel which he shared to the Roman Christians to strengthen and unite them, and a gospel which he hoped that he could carry on from there to the ends of the world. Yes, there will be things that will cause the church to divide. There will be false teaching. There will be immorality. And there will be persecution. But God knows this. Satan's foolish attempts to weaken God's church will fail as all who find power in the gospel of Jesus use and hold to that power. Jesus strengthens us through that gospel. It is a wonderful strengthening food when he gives it to us. He says in his gospel, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In the gospel, in word and sacrament, he gives us a strengthening and a food like none other. And God, just as he sent Paul and the prophets and many others to spread this good news, in his wisdom has commanded that this gospel be spread. There are hearts that are fearful and there are hearts that are weak, that need more than just a Christian smile or greeting or some decoration. They need power for strength to carry on and to be renewed and strengthened in faith this Christmas. And that's the message that we carry as God strengthens us by his gospel. We too strengthen as we carry this gospel message. We can conclude as Paul finishes his letter to God, who alone is wise, be glory through Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.